Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming for the Cat Cave in Warwick, Rhode Island. Let's Chat is a long-form conversational podcast where we interview guests from the world of podcasting, punk rock, and pop culture. We've got a wonderful episode today. We have Ash Blodgett, returning guest, and Pat Edwards, fellow returning guest, and I could not be happier. Uh, on a real personal note, this is a really big win to me. Um, so I started this podcast uh, in 2013. And within like maybe the first year, year and a half, um, when I think we start, I started getting past the point where I was interviewing friends and learning how to use Skype. One of the earliest people I met that I like like looked up to was like was doing really cool shit on the internet uh, was Ash because she had this the YouTube and still does has the YouTube channel Laugh Stash TV and been a fan. Uh, Ash was on this show f- twice, uh, a couple times. Uh, the first time was five years ago. I had to look it up. It was back in 2015. Um, feels like a lifetime ago. It's two apartments ago, years before my daughter would even be born. Uh, just, it, it, you know, it's. It, I love any time you get a moment where you just kind of stop and think of how much your life has changed in five years for better or worse. And um, for the first time in 2020, I could say for better, I'm actually recording this intro on the same day we found out the news that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have won. And I have to have a very special shout out to my amazing, supportive, wonderful wife, Victoria, um, she was part of a group, worked with this group called um, Super Majority to uh, communicate and connect and make plans to help people vote. Uh, and her group was in Pennsylvania. And she, her group reached more voters in Super Majority than anywhere else in the country. Together they reached 72,000 voters in Pennsylvania. And to make this more special, not only did Victoria do this, she brought in my mother-in-law, her mom, uh, Patricia, and my mom, Carol, um, and some of my mother-in-law's friends, and they they reached 72,000 people. So shout out to all of you and uh, for Carrie, who runs it. Um, I don't know what to say. That's turned out to be a state that really important. Um, so I know we usually kind of avoid election talk, but I'm just so proud I had to say that. Um, another great thing about this episode is um, Ash is the one who actually connected me with Pat Edwards. Uh, Pat was a guest about three months ago, uh, back in September. We were... Um, August or September we had recorded. Uh, that's a fun episode you can go back and listen to as well. And um, really hit it off and just kind of became good buds uh, immediately. And then, of course, he drops this in the middle, like that towards the end of this episode, he drops that he has a Mandalorian podcast on Geekly Inc., which I've now been listening to, Bunker Buddies, which I'm fucking obsessed with the Mandalorians and very much obsessed with their podcast. I really like I really like it a lot. Yeah, it's going to be my new companion. Um, so, God, this is just really fun. It was just super fun to like catch up with an old friend and then uh you know Pat's like a new friend to me and so it was really it was really special and and meant a lot and the fact that they came on to promote joining call which is coming out on November 20th on Laughstash TV YouTube channel. Um Joining Call sounds amazing as well, and they made this movie in quarantine, and we kind of, this is such a fun episode because there's a lot of geeky and fun, nerdy, silly talk, but also, like, we get to this nitty-gritty about, like, filmmaking and how the fuck do you write and make a movie in quarantine, and and they did it, and I, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be incredible. Um, I know Ify Nataway is in it, who's someone I'm a huge fan of, so when I heard that as well, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, yeah, Ash and Pat are just the fucking coolest, and they know everyone, and I'm just super happy to call these people friends. Um, I'm going to be recording my guest spot on their podcast, Let's Rewatch, 
which is another podcast I fucking love, which I highly recommend. Um, I'm going to be, so I'm really excited. I'm recording this in my, a night earlier than usual for myself because I get to get to chat with Pat and Ash again and, and Brett and Sam. Can't wait to, can't wait to see you all uh, tomorrow, if whenever people hear this. Uh, anyway, some quick uh, Let's Chat news. Uh, we got a we got a lot going on here. We just got our T Public store up. You can find us on tpublic.com uh, slash Let's Chat Podcast. I've already had some people sending in pictures of them and their shirts. Please send them your way. Please, please, please. We got uh, stickers, mugs, sweatshirts, t-shirts, uh, whatever you need. Uh, if you're out there and maybe you don't have the financial means to uh, make a purchase through TeePublic, uh, write to us. We got some stickers or something we'll send to you and some magnets. We, we'd love to uh, connect to anyone who's asking. Um, also, our other thing we're doing is uh, part of our new Let's Chat, uh, since our, our team with Bree and Mike and Ball, our team with Bree and Ball and Mike is really fucking working our asses off. And it's been so much fun to see it. We have some great stuff to come up. Uh, but have you been, if you haven't already, but you can check us out on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Tuesdays at 8.30, we do a live show called Let's Chat Live. That's hosted by producers Brianna Benjamin and Christopher Ball. Uh, I am a producer, and sometimes I can well rotate and co-host. And that's been really fun. We talk to um, up-and-coming podcasters about podcasting and why they want to do it. And, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. Make sure you check that out. And uh, the best part of what we have is now we have an affiliate program, uh, which you can check all the details out at letschatpodcast.net. And uh, really been a ton of fun. It's been something that has been... Um... Yes, yeah, so we now have our affiliate program, which we've started. Uh, we've already got some great people signed up that have been fun to work with. Um, so and, and basically, so do you need help with uh, your social media? Do you want like tips, tricks to get more listeners, want to be part of kind of a growing team? Essentially, we're a community of fellow podca- like-minded podcasters who are all well- looking to kind of build and grow and we take this shit seriously this is the stuff that we we're looking for people like uh you know like you know us like my team like ball and brie and myself like i go to bed i'm I'm thinking about what we're doing with let's chat and when i wake up it's one of my first thoughts outside of gotta get a kiddo um you know we're we've got some great people on there the dumb down found dead podcast game on podcast cinema recall defining disney the broken brain cyber time bite in the serpent's pit with serpent's breakdown talking shit with brie and Nessa and Planet River Podcast. And, you know, if you want to join any, get more information at Let's Chat Podcast and all the things. I'm at Let's Travel Rebel on Facebook, Twitter. I've rambled quite a lot. So, uh, I don't know. Why don't we, uh, let's get to it. Why, hello there, podcast friend. I'm Ash Blodgett, co-host of the podcast Let's Rewatch. Together with my co-host and Red Opera D&D campaign writer, Pat Edwards, we made a short film in quarantine called Joiding Call. And it's finally coming out. The film is the story of a group of people trying to get together to play D&D via a video chat. But all the usual quarantine issues get in the way, such as kids. Daddy, is this Game of Thrones? Bobby, what are you doing? Daddy, No, come on, it's bedtime. Poor internet connections. Thou must cast ye techno devils from thine magic picture box. Couples at each other's throats. I want to blow some ogres up with a fireball. Why is your first instinct to always kill things? And more. Zoe, stop drinking. Oh, that reminds me. I haven't had the boss yet. The film basically takes a snapshot of what life is like right now through the lens of nerds. So join us on our quest November 20th over on my YouTube channel, Laughstash TV, for the film's premiere. 
you can get there by going to youtube.com slash laughstashtv. And that's stash as in S-T-A-S-H. Till then, I'll just be over here practicing my nat 20s. Ooh, critical hit. is about like um not being so cheap about stuff like that and be like you know it's like sometimes you gotta think about buying stuff is like buying time so like, i'll get oh, like, yeah. super cheap about like editing and i'm like i don't know just spend like the 30 dollars or 50 bucks and save myself like a couple of hours and go like do something nice with the family so every every so often i'm like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna treat myself this time but yeah. not always sometimes i get super cheap <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! How this is this is so fun. Um, how are you? How are you both holding up? Good. Uh, well, Pat. I am great. <laughs> yeah. Are I'm you ready. feeling better? I are feel good. Able- yeah, yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm good. I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm hanging in there. I'm feeling healthy you got the, and good. You got the vids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Might as well. We're alluding to it. I, I'm not. I'm not weird about it. Yeah, listener. Uh, as of us recording this, I am just. Uh, recovered from COVID, so yay! Oh, I'm glad Aww. you're healthy. Thank you. Yeah. At least um, it didn't so. happen during your D and D Kickstarter yeah. madness. That would have no. been right. awful. That would have been very bad. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Still wasn't I'm, fun. Um, yeah. But uh, I feel very fortunate that uh, so, you know, on the grand scale of things, I have what you had what you would call a mild case. But yeah, knock on wood. But mm-hmm. is, is this a breaking news that it's not a hoax? This is how we all find out. No, <laughs> <laughs> right? I knew Pat, it. I think you're faking. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, 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 no. But uh, yeah, very happy uh, to be feeling good and happy to be here uh, talking with you, Chris. How's it going? Yeah, I, I, so, so yeah, Pat, you were on a couple. What, episodes i don't know what was that a couple months ago uh, my, i think like a, six I know, weeks ago time right i don't know Who yeah knows? i don't know and mm-hmm. then it was so funny i know ash introduced us and i, I look back today ash that was five fucking years ago i know i saw you posted it on your facebook page and i was like oh my gosh i can't believe it was so long ago and you know what else i was thinking about in that interview i like so insisted that I wasn't an actress, but here I am. Flash forward, and I feel like yeah. I'm doing so much more acting. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I, I looked at, it, I was like, oh my god, I didn't quit. I just <laughs> uh, like, and because that was that was like a real big one for me too. Like, I remember when when we did our interview, like what, in 2015, you were one of the first people. Like, I probably had been doing the show. Like, I was probably just started to get out of that place where I worked through all of my friends oh, and started like yeah. meeting people online. And I remember you were probably one of the first like super established people I met. Cause you made like YouTube videos that looked really good. And I was like, Oh my God, Ash wants to talk to me. This is insane. I'm... And then I was like flash forward. I'm like, Oh my God, we're all still at, there's like so many people from that era. Like a lot of people have stopped. Understandably. It's, it's kind of cool. Some of the people like, just kind of kept plowing forward and what people have done with it. It's fucking, yeah. it's, it's a great community. It's amazing the people you've had on the show, like Streetlight Manifesto. Oh, thank you. And like uh, the guy from iZombie. I was like, damn, Chris is really oh, yeah. thank you know, you. up I love there Rahul. now. Wow. 
I, I, I feel that way too. I hate to say that, but I sometimes I'm like, seriously, this is yeah. kind of nuts. Or That's Pat so Edwards. I mean, I know. I hear that guy is a hack. Way to, yeah, I owe you for, uh, thank you so much for introducing me to the man crush of the year. Oh, I know, I know. I got some feedback that I was uh, a little gushing over Pat too much in our episode. <laughs> My favorite part I... is when you're like, you don't look like you're into D&D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. I thought yeah, it was the perfect are... amount. I enjoyed yeah. it very much. It was, it was a so great episode. Good. That's perfect. The fact that you know Streetlight actually just makes me so happy because Scott always gets met with such negativity and I'm such a fan of ska music. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. It had like its heyday back when I was in college. And then I don't know why it just dropped out of fashion so quick. I'm also a huge reggae fan and like ska and reggae, you know, they're kind of yeah. like the same vibe. So, well, um, ska, oh, oh, yeah. Well, ska come, reggae comes from ska. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I watched Pick It Up. Oh, I'm <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen check it. it out. It's really, really, it's really good. And then um, I got to moderate a roundtable with the director and you you guys would love him. He's got um, Taylor Morton. His, ne- his next movie is going to is called The Last Blockbuster. It's Ooh. like literally all the stuff that we love. It's I'll, I'll tell you that's someone you should know. I feel okay. Like you, you guys would all get along super well. Really nice to um, but I, I'm so excited for uh, today that we're talking about joining the call, which yeah. sounds um, what I love about it. It's like you and Taylor Swift both made an art form that you had to be like, this was made at this time date because you couldn't have made what you're making like eight months ago. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. you and T Swift, she made folklore. and Which is made- so good. I'm not even like a Taylor Swift fan. And that album, I can't stop listening to it. It. Yeah, actually, do I really like, like it. it too. I do yeah. really like it too. Uh, it's fantastic. That song with Bonnie Bear. Yeah, I was just oh, gonna say yeah. that. Exile. I can't. Yeah, don't don't listen to that if you're like drunk and emotional because you'll just. Oh. <laughs> you like watch Eternal Mr. Sunshine of Spotless Mind and then listen to that. If you're like, Your ugly <gasps> cry song. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh God, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. That movie will really get you, man. It's I so actually, good though. I had gotten dumped and then saw it, unknowing oh, no. what it was, in theaters with like my friends and trying to keep it together, and it did not go well. Mm. Oh no! I it's watched. Like, Can I just feel some things, people? I watched the breakup with a boyfriend while we were like, the relationship was definitely ending, and I was like, oh, this was brutal. <laughs> this was like a mirror <laughs> into our relationship, and we're over for sure. <laughs> Yeah. So how does that, how does joining the call come to be? I think uh, Pat texted me. You texted me an well, idea. Yeah. So right? you, I remember you saying, making just kind of an offhand comment. Here's how my recollection is of, oh man, I had, you had another project you were going to shoot. And oh, then yes. the pandemic mm-hmm. Which also that. has call in it. It's a short called uh, May I Put You On... Oh, no, it doesn't have called. It was a short called May I Put You On Hold, and I was in early, early pre-production. We were yeah. going to shoot this year. So I just will sometimes, in my head, I'll like to have these like mental exercises or writing, and I'll, and I'll think of like... And I'll think of these concepts of like, what if... What's something that I could write that could be shot in our... And this is, you know... For most people are still, you know, 
quarantining pretty strictly and working completely from home and not going out unless they absolutely have to and just and no group gatherings or anything. So I was like, okay, what's something that could be done and then shot completely quarantined and maybe even shot through like a video call. Mm-hmm. So, and then I was just playing around with it and I was like, oh, I play D and play a lot of D and D over zoom video calls or like tabletop gaming. And once in a while though, it does is hard to get it going. <laughs> it's like now I, I'm lucky pretty much for the most part when I play a lot of it is not just playing it. I'm doing like streams and things. So everyone involved is pretty like wanting to be pro about it. So we do start on time. But if you're not, if you don't have some kind of um, uh, like hard start time that like you have to, or some kind of commitment, it can get really easy to just take forever and just spend so much time staring at your screen, waiting for this and that and this and that. And then um, just, or, or whether it's like st- st- starting to start a podcast or something like that, just life kind of getting, even though we're all quote unquote at home with more time, it almost feels like we have less time just because there's yeah. just so much stress with everything. Yeah. So it was just kind of a, took a couple passes of writing like, this group of friends that are trying to just play a game together but you know they each have their own little like hang-ups or something they're bringing to the table or something this thing that whatever's stressing them out Mm -hmm. that keeps getting in the way like all of our projects is i feel like most of the time pat texts me a joke and then next thing you know we're developing an entire like short or podcast or story around this joke and Mm -hmm. i i feel like that's where it started was like a text and then um and then pat really quickly like developed it into a script i feel like your turnaround was pretty fast for the first draft wasn't it yeah i think so yeah it's pretty yeah Uh, um it helped that you didn't force me the first draft around to, to format it in a script. Yeah. I just wrote it. Like, just normal. Uh, I didn't have to well, think about that. Well, that was kind of the cool thing that yeah. you did was Pat didn't assign gender, race, anything to the characters. He just gave them numbers when he first wrote it, which, like, oh. it was so freeing because then – with casting, it was like, well, this character could be a guy, could be a girl, could be a lesbian couple, could be a straight couple, could be whatever, you know, like any mm-hmm. ethnicity, gender, sexual preference, like it left the door really open, which was awesome. That is so cool. I, I, I could totally believe from like knowing you both like from the podcast world of interviews and whatnot, like that, like the perfect match of people like Pat having an idea and then texting Ash like, Yep, because like I have a lot of ideas and a lot of friends, but uh, Ash, you seem like the type who actually makes those things happen. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is a a, a good a, a great quality to have with someone. Which that's so amazing, and yeah, that sounds about right. I I, I, I believe that fully. Now, did, is it you? Matt, how did you two actually meet? Because I know Pat, you said you you guessed it on Let's Rewatch, and then you kind of and then became a yeah became a host. We were uh like internet friends just like supportive mm-hmm. of each other's um endeavors and like would comment or like through twitter and just interact and then i think um i actually was originally found ash through let's drink mm-hmm. my drinking oh, yeah. show mm-hmm. I, oh, which yeah. you know <laughs> it there's synergy there yeah with with with, <laughs> with space tripping and that and uh let's drink so 
I think we were just internet friends. And then when and the book was coming out, I was going out to Los Angeles. And I was like, hey, we'd love, we should like do an episode of the show. And it's like, we're not doing that, but we're doing this other, we have this other podcast. Let's rewatch. Let's have you come on that. And then we yeah, just really we hit did, it off. We did Alien, which mm-hmm. was so great. And that, that was, was back episode. when we like recorded the podcast in the meat space with like we were all together, yeah. which was really fun because we got to like hang out. And mm-hmm. I remember, I think I still have them. You gave me like a space tripping like beer cozy. Yeah, yeah. I still got <laughs> yeah. some around here. I got, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a couple of those. I know I need to get more yeah. uh, printed up. But, but uh, then- yeah you just became like a fan of the show and you just constantly were like interacting. And, uh, when Nick left the show, it was just like a natural fit. We were like, well, we should ask Pat, you know, of course. <laughs> I think You're, it's a great addition. Yeah. Cause I think we did. Well, just for fun, I didn't even have anything to promote at the time, but I came back on as a guest once. And then mm-hmm. I came back on as again, I guess like two more times, like back to back. Oh yeah! Just <laughs> sort of joking that I never left the the couch. I was just crashing on the Let's Rewatch Studio couch. Um, yeah, and refused to <laughs> leave. Been there the whole time. Yeah, that's but... so fucking awesome. <laughs> so many good stories happen that way. Like, that's like how I like my 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 our team now because the podcast has grown beyond just me. Like bringing ball. Like that's actually same thing. None of us we've never met in real life, but same thing. Just like internet friends, and then eventually. You know, things change on you, and for the better, for the better. That's that's I I make so much. And I listened to the aliens one. I really like that, and I, it was funny because I I really like I've like I've known I had let's rock let's rewatch has been around for a minute now. Yeah, I don't. I remember when you started the podcast. That's how like weird life goes. It's like oh, I'm like oh that's so cool, and like, like oh, I want to yeah. say it's like it must be like around five years as well. I'm really bad. And put in like the least amount of effort for the show nowadays. So I just show up at this point. Oh, that's my dream. <laughs> no, it's not. You're, I have to compliment Let's Rewatch because it was your episode with Hector Navarro that actually mm. like made me fall in love with a goofy movie. Because I saw it as a kid, didn't think twice about it for 20 years. Oh. And then that episode, I was like, oh my God. And then like I watched it again. And then like, flash flood of memories seeing it with like my mom and because it was one of those movies my mom probably liked more than me when i was a kid because i think the music was really good Mm -hmm. power Mm -hmm. line yep yeah it's so good the music is just incredible and isn't it michael jackson i don't think it is michael jackson but i totally understand you thinking that because he it's that the singer has similar qualities to the voice for sure i might be i could be misremembering it but i think it's like Michael Jackson uncredited. Oh. I'd have to look it up. It's it's some weird stuff because I don't know if you ever heard that story where he um, there's like a, you know he uh, guested on The Simpsons, uh, mm-hmm. an old episode of The Simpsons, and there's like a rumor like that he had his voice double do the voice on The Simpsons. So like within the Simpsons nerd community, which I'm obviously a part of, uh, <laughs> there's no one. It's like it's lore that he actually never sang on The, the Simpsons, and because it's Michael Jackson, he's like. Oh. Or maybe it's Prince. Maybe that's wrong. Maybe I'm thinking oh, that wrong. That sounds maybe... more like a weird thing Prince would do for sure. I think it might have been one of those like uncredited Prince tracks, but um, I don't recall. But anyway, I just like fucking fell in love with that. And so that, that's what it was. One of, that was one of my favorite podcast episodes. And then after we um, recorded Pat, it was just so fun. I don't know if you 
any of you have this when you do a podcast with people, most of the time you like do the podcast and it's great, but you don't go on and listen to their stuff anymore because you've already <laughs> done that for your lead up. Like after we recorded Pat, I like went on a deep binge on Let's Rewatch because like I had listened for a long time and you know podcast like fell off here and there. Yeah. So I like, went back. I started with your Marvel episode because uh, Pat was giving you some some guff on our chat. Oh yeah, well deserved. <laughs> but, oh my god, it was so much fun. Uh, can you explain that for people? Actually, we should maybe explain what Let's Rewatch is for anyone who's yeah. not familiar. Uh, so, yeah, Let's I Rewatch is our movie podcast where um, Pat and I are co-hosts. There's four of us that are main hosts. And then we nowadays we pretty much always have a guest on. Um, so we have fun guests who are like other filmmakers or people in the film industry and um, and or just like cool creators. And we watch movies that we loved in our youth, but we haven't seen in a while. So we watch them to see if they still hold up. Um, and it's a lot of fun because there's all sorts of, uh, stuff that isn't okay anymore. <laughs> Biodome. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, Biodome. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. That was, oh, we're, we have, uh, we have stumbled upon in my shorter tenure as a, as a co-host, we've stumbled upon, a, uh, an inadvertent tradition around St. Patrick's Day of, <laughs> of, of a movie. That some of us, yeah, that some of, of, we're just putting our foot in our mouths on every St. Patrick's Day where it's for two in a row now where, and I, and I'm guilty both times. Ash was not on the train the second time around of in the first half being like, yeah, this movie, I love this movie. It's going to be so fun. And then we watch it. And then the second half, we're like, oh shit, that was really problematic and not at all. I don't remember how bad that was. I can't believe this affected my life so much. Mm -hmm. I should not have liked this film. Yeah, that was at least at least. Well, I don't know. Is is Biodome more problematic than than uh, Boondock Saints? That that's uh. a, that's a tough. I don't. Well, they're problematic think, for different reasons. Is the thing, <laughs> and they're both the, bad. The way I think of it, it's like the people who like Biodome probably annoying, maybe a little problematic. But the people who like really like Boondock Saints Good. are like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you should stay away from me. Um, you own a gun, and I'm afraid of you. <laughs> yeah. You yes. want to tell me? Yeah. Yeah. You you want to scream that firefight scene a little bit? And I'm from the Northeast, so I know I know a lot of those people. <laughs> uh, uh, but at least Biodome, the, I knew sucked. I I saw that when I was what thirteen. Oh, wow. I don't know how old I was, but I remember even seeing it at the time, being like, I think I'm too old for this. Man, you're a way more mature at thirteen than me. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, I, and I'm not. Listen, I, I love Adam Sandler and all that stuff, but I hated outside of Goofy movie. I always hated Pauly Shore. Mm, yeah, Goofy movie probably is his best movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because he's not even acting. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, but the Marvel episode was—I uh, had stupidly not seen any of the Marvel. Well, I think. Is that true? Any of them? I don't think I'd seen I thought any you'd of them. seen... Maybe I'd seen one or two. One oh, I'd Iron, seen Iron Ragnarok. Man's? Yeah. So I'd seen, like, a couple, selectly, because I had friends who were like, you have to watch this one. And I'd be like, okay. But I just, like, wasn't really into sure. superhero movies. Um, and I saw, like, the first Spider-Man, like, not the new ones, but, like, you know, the Tobey Maguire one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm good. And I just sort of checked out after that. But um, 
but I'd never seen them and like everyone kept like telling me how much they loved them and how good they were and so in quarantine I was like you know what I've been judging these movies and thinking that they're I just sort of you know as a filmmaker it just got a little frustrating that like everything became superhero movies and and everything has kind of taken on that aesthetic and that look and everything has to kind of be superhero you know vibe nowadays it seems like to be a big blockbuster film um but i was totally judging them on surface face value so during quarantine i decided i'm gonna do this thing that i called marvel quest and i basically live tweeted every time i would sit down and watch one of the marvel films and i started out really like you know still not sold and i can't remember which one it was but i feel like it was like three or four movies in i was like I am a fan of this now. I love this. Oh my God, this is so good. And I watched them in chronological order. So not release order, which I think made a big difference because another problem for me with trying to watch the Marvel films is it's like, it's like, where do you start? You know, if you don't know, if you haven't Mm -hmm. been watching them. Um, So I found it really helpful. I found a website that told me like what order to watch in chronological order. Um, and that was great because then I was like, oh, yeah, that just happened. Cool. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was, um, oh, yeah, now Disney Plus, if, you, if anyone listening, uh, now Disney Plus put them on there in mm-hmm. chronological, which makes it so much easier than going out online. Um, I, I, I could see that. I, I think Pat, I probably, we probably talked about this, but I remember saying, like, if I didn't see the Marvel movies, I would have just hated them. Yes. Like, that was and where I, I was I, at. Yeah. Which yeah, I like I would that's, be like, yeah, Scorsese's right, but like <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I mean, I don't it's, even blame you. It's really I easy. I don't even blame you a little bit. It's really I mean, it is really if, if something you don't if you're not into something and a ton mm-hmm. of people are, it's really easy to I, I don't know what it is about human nature. I I, I don't if if something's super popular but it's not your thing, I think it's really easy to start resenting all the attention mm. that thing is getting. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's the way we're, we are wired, but... Well, it's like, I don't want to... That's like the... What's it called? When things are, like, super popular and you're like, well, I don't want to go with the flow and be the, with the yeah. cool kids. You know, I don't know. Conformist. Mainstream. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, I mean, that wasn't even really my reasons. I just was judging them on surface level. Like, I'm, I'm sure that there's multiple episodes of let's rewatch where we've talked about it before but like to me the um the stakes get really boring after a while if it's like the world is going to be destroyed by this evil villain it's like i so the what i thought the marvel films were and i'm going to use an even nerdier <laughs> uh reference is i thought it was like dragon ball z now i loved <laughs> dragon ball z don't get me wrong but dragon ball z gets to a point where you're like all right, how many Super Saiyan levels are they going to, like, each time there's a new bad guy, it's like, okay, there's a new Super Saiyan level, and now there's another bad guy and another super new Super Saiyan level. And so I just thought it was, like, repetitive, and I didn't realize um, that basically the Marvel movies are the world's most expensive TV show. And I didn't realize that, and that actually there's this crazy story arc that's going on over the arc of all of these movies and my favorite thing is watching like tony stark's character development over all of these movies 
Um, which, by the way, I was talking to a friend recently who was talking about like how shallow and surface level Tony Stark is. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he has like the best character arc. And they were like, oh, I only ever saw Iron Man one. And I was like, then you <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Um, so he, I finally he sacrifices was... himself for the universe. Yeah. <laughs> He has a daughter. Like, I've become no. Pat now, criticizing this person who has never seen the I movies. Um, but yes, I am a major fan. And, and we did this episode where we talked about my rewatch of, or not rewatch, but my watch of all of them with Hector Navarro, who is notoriously a huge Marvel and DC person. Um, so it was really In a nice fun. way for anyone who doesn't know who he is. Like, I don't know him personally, but I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his. I listen to mm-hmm. his podcast and all his nerdist stuff. Mm-hmm. He does that in a way um what is it that, that quote, he like brings you into it which a lot yeah. of I, sometimes there's definitely a negativity with nerd culture marvel and with any any sort of subculture uh people like and from like years i didn't even like star wars because i hated the fans my whole life oh my god my i love star wars but the star wars fans can be the yeah. biggest dicks i'm just sorry, the guys. worst I, yeah. it it's down true. man <laughs> Chill out, but like Hector was one of the first. Like I remember, like earlier, early YouTube Nerdist era stuff, like mm-hmm. finding his stuff, and I think I found him through probably through La- through Laugh Stash or through Let's Rewatch. Yeah, we had Ultimate. him on a Let's Re- uh, Let's Drink as well as a Let's Rewatch. We might have done them at the same same day. I can't remember, but we did like a Thanksgiving one with him, and and that episode is pretty hilarious because. Out of context, you have no idea that Brett and I recorded a previous Let's Drink episode right before Hector showed up. So Hector showed up and we were already smashed. <laughs> we are so drunk. And Hector is just like, what is going on, you guys? He's like on a completely different level than we are. We're just toast. It was uh, That was a fun one. <laughs> But I think Hector, and I think that's what you all, both of you do very well, too. Like, even, like, I was telling Pat, like, the D&D, I have been terrified of D&D because of its fan base for years of, like, mm. not terrified. Just I just stayed away from it for whatever reason. It's but intimidating, like, yeah. You bring people into it in such a nice way. I'm like, oh, it's like a warm blanket. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I you think, need that sometimes. Yeah, I think I I feel incredibly privileged and lucky that my Twitter group of people that I sort of you know associate with on on the interwebs are all really cool (laughs) you know like like Pat you know when I met Mm -hmm. Pat it's like cool you're a cool person and like nobody in my circle on Twitter is like hateful they're all like pretty positive people and and down to be inclusive um and so whenever people like attack the internet I'm like look I know that there's you know, horrible people on Twitter, but like you can also find cool people and not associate with the horrible people and make your own little bubble. So I'm, I feel incredibly like thankful that I have like this amazing community, I think on Twitter that that's always there. And honestly, like they have gotten me through quarantine because like doing um, the Marvel quest and like live tweeting and seeing, you know, of course, I'm tweeting jokes, but, like, I'm also tweeting reactions to stuff that, like, you know, like, when Tony Stark dies and I'm, like, tweeting that and people are like, dude, let me tell you Wait, what it what? was like. Oh, shit, spoiler. <laughs> oh, no. Spoiler. But people are like, let me tell you what it was like in the theaters. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe I missed it. And so, like, that interaction with that community has just been so cool. 
I don't know why I went on this tangent, but I did. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I've noticed that the podcast, like, this little niche community, like, we've been part of and found each other, and it's been really nice. Like, I've, some people I've, like, closer, I feel like I'm, I mean, I'm, oh, like, my producers I work with, like, Bree and Chris Ball, like, I talk to them every, I see, I talk to them more than I talk to my own family. And since <laughs> quarantine, and I don't really see, you can't see as many people as you used to. Like, yeah. I still go to work every day, so I'm, my life's a little different than people who work from home. But, like, it's like, well, I'm going to be on the internet all the time anyway. Might as well just talk to you for 24-7. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, Pat and I, we've only hung out in person once, I think. Yeah. Right? In person. But, like, yeah, the... we talk all the time. <clears throat> oh, I know. I would consider, like, you and Sam and Brett, like, some of my best friends now. Totally, Because, like, we talk yeah. so, just cause from doing the show. And, mm-hmm. um... It's it's been phenomenal and it's been it's been really fun. It's great what we've done with it too. And we're part of a network now and that's a great community. And oh, actually yeah. you're so right as far as it's like, yeah, there are corners of the internet that are cesspools, but that's on you. You control who you interact. I mean totally, to some degree. Yeah. People can seek you out like shitheads if they're looking for you or looking to cause mm-hmm. trouble. But there are amazing awesome people out there and there are just mm-hmm. really great communities and just if, if you haven't found one yet keep keep looking because they're out there and there's good yeah. inclusive you know kind or come people join ours. <laughs> yeah yeah you know, just stay away from like news yeah <laughs> i try you know i it's extra tricky this year because i do think it is important to mm-hmm have a stance on things for oh, sure yeah yeah um, absolutely but, but there's for the a most part i try not to post anything that's like alienating or or attacking another group of people yeah uh, my my yeah. personal feeling for that is like i want people to know where i stand well i notice for myself if i'm not doing very well and like and twitter has this sense like when you get angry you want to tweet a lot yeah and that's when i stop myself Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I, I, I had to do this a few years, uh, and this is actually in 2016, I was like, all right, I'm not going to get news, I'll reduce as much from the internet, I'll try to like go through news sources, and when I get really fucking angry at stuff, I use uh, Make 5 Calls, or ResistBot, and I just write to my representatives, I'm like, all right, out of my Ooh. hands, and it's actually, oh, my that's wife's, good. that's a good idea, yes, yeah, it helps the rage, because instead of screaming into a void and arguing with a bot, I'm like, I've just told my congressperson to fucking do something, and like, yeah. I mean, it's not perfect, but it it, it made my interneting a lot better. A much better use of that time and energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got yeah. to put things to action. Totally. And I'm just also not the most com- knowledgeable. Like I I just don't like talking about that stuff very much because I'm just not the most knowledgeable of it. Mm-hmm. Like I I like talking about the Simpsons because I know a lot about the Simpsons, but I don't know <laughs> a lot about like policy and stuff like that. Did you know I also haven't uh, I hadn't seen the Simpsons till quarantine chris i remember that yeah did i ask Ash, you it's because you're a christian i know i know no. pat i'm so sorry Ash is, i was has such a 90s catholic brain. yeah irish yeah, catholic no. but my mom like yeah. i remember we rented um what was it called uh austin powers and I, I don't know why my mom thought this was a film that she would enjoy. And we got about five minutes into it and she was like, oh, no, 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 and turned it off. And I like, <laughs> I never saw Austin Powers until like maybe five or so oh. years ago. Like there's uh, she 
I would watch it anyway because I, at this point I was a rebellious teenager and I didn't care. But like she would be upset about me watching Friends <laughs> because they talked about sex. And yep. so, yeah. Dad, it- but the funny part is, is my dad was the complete opposite. My dad was like, hey, you ever seen Clockwork Orange? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he would let me watch like Rocky Horror Picture Show, Clockwork Orange, all of the Bond movies. Like, he was just like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. What about your parents? Were they like that, Pat? Uh, I was also raised in a Catholic household. But no, I, I got a little bit more of a, a mainstream pop culture diet as far mm. as shows and things growing up. They weren't quite. They they started out really strict and then they kind of laxed as, as the years went on. Through, like, Are we the same school. age? I am uh, 35, almost 36. I'm 36 because uh, all right. So because yeah. that was also the era of the censorship with like Tipper Gore and like, oh yeah yeah yeah. Put, like so my my parents my mom's like they're, they're liberal people but they got very caught up in that as well. So there was that mm-hmm. age of like rap music is gonna destroy kids' minds and like NWA. I, I remember like what I remember D. Snyder went to like Congress and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, so. I have a lot of those gaps too, but all my friends who were like grew up like in religious households of, of, of certain type of religion, like for some reason the Simpsons was like the thing they were never allowed to see, and then they never liked it because I, of it. So I was allowed to, but I do remember it being like a a thing. I do remember that mm-hmm. being a thing that parents were like a lot of parents were like were anti Simpsons, and then I watch it and I'm like, it's not. There's there's nothing, because because Bart says, "What the hell, hell? man?" Yeah. Yeah. Or they, I mean, they were mean to George W. Bush. Like, they got in a tiff yeah. with the the president at the time. And that was, like, yeah. I think that was the whole where that came from. Oh, God. People oh, interesting. Yeah, I I feel like, I mean, watching it now, and I do love it now. I'm, I so absolutely tame. love it. I watch. Yeah, it's, like, ridiculously tame now. But I can see, like, how back in the day, you know, like, it would have yeah. been outrageous. Like, I can't remember... There was an episode that we watched last night and Bart said something that I was like, wow, that was actually pretty racy for the time period, I think. That's uh, amazing. Oh, plus, it's the only it's a cartoon where animation was still only believed to be for children, which mm-hmm. still and it was on to, late, wasn't it? Like late eight at o'clock night. on Fox. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been the same time mm-hmm. set. Even to this day, I still know people my age and even a little younger who will be like, oh, cartoons are for kids. I'm like, mm what yeah like have you seen anything ever <laughs> like i don't understand like have you watched have archer you seen a Pixar yeah. movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> at oh least or the or they're just straight up r like those mtv um what was that slate of cart like animated shows on mtv uh, oh my oh. god is the max and aeon flux they were like weird I didn't see him. Was it MTV? I, I want to say from the nineties. Cartoon oh. Network. No, um, no, no. It was tsunami. But someone's gonna tweet at me. Oh, what's it called? <laughs> nah, tsunami. But uh, it was called something. It was this whole? There was like I, I, I can, I can visualize them all, and they were all based on like gra- like graphic novels and comic books. Oh, okay. And were, it was Aeon Flux was one. The Max. There was one called The Head, and uh, they were like more adult. They were very adult. Hmm. No, man, Ash, your filmmaking has got, well, it was always good, but holy oh. shit, from, like, oh. when we first met till now, I think I remember, like, right at the quarantine started, 
Um, I was see, I was I just I'm gonna contradict myself. I was really pissed off because I was watching like <laughs> the Tonight Show or one of those. Like I was watching all these. Yeah, it was comic. It was Comic Con. Comic Con at home, mm-hmm. and I was so excited for the Bob's Burgers panel. And it was literally just a shitty Zoom call with everyone on bad internet. And it was like, what the fuck? These companies, they have so much money. Like, people like Laugh Staff TV have been making higher quality stuff on YouTube 10 years prior for, like, no money. Mm-hmm. And, like, fucking 20th Century Fox and Disney couldn't give, like, 50 bucks for a ring light and a good mic for right. John Benjamin. Yeah. And, and you could just, really like, makes me mad. send it to him. You know, it's not, that's, I mean, that's literally what we did for our film was um you know we we had meetings with everybody once we cast we had individual one-on-one meetings with everybody and we said okay let's look at your space let's figure out where the best lighting is where the best background is let's talk about how you can direct because all the actors there's like eight or so that are on screen and they all had to light themselves they had to do their production design, their costuming, their wardrobe, their props. They had to record their audio and their video all themselves. And so we had to walk them through that process. Some of them, you know, all of them were experienced with audio. That was like the number one, like you must know how to record your own audio to to be in this (laughs) film. That was like the casting requirement. Um, But some of them had never really shot video before. And so we had to walk them through that process some of them shot on iPhones, some of them shot on DSLRs and had never shot video on like a DSLR before or that specific DSLR. Um, but yeah, we like, we sh- like Matt Young, who's in the film, um, super familiar with recording his audio, obviously, because he's on Hello from the Magic Tavern and uh, the podcast. If you're not familiar with it, you should definitely watch it because or listen to it because it's amazing and hilarious. It's so good. It's so great. Um, Writing that down. Oh yeah. yeah, so it's it's like uh, basically the idea is this guy falls through a magical portal portal por- portal. Gosh, I'm ruining yeah. it into the <laughs> into the magical land, of, land food. of food, and he's like documenting what he's seeing there, and it's basically an improv show where they're like making fun of all of the like fantasy stereotypes. So Matt plays this character that is basically making fun of Gandalf. And he plays Usador, the blue. Um, and he's in your movie? And he's, yeah, yeah. he's in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was super familiar with recording audio and had a great mic, but Matt had never shot video before. So we had to walk him through that. And we sent him, we sent him a light, a loom cube light that like just clipped onto his um, laptop. And then um, he shot with his iPhone. And I think he already had a rig for it or we sent him a rig. We definitely sent some people rigs so that they could have their camera or phone um, right above their computer so that it looks like they're looking at you when they're looking in the camera. Yeah. Um, Did you change a lot of like your script from your first draft? Not for creative reasons, but just for filming, because, like, I can't imagine, Pat, like, I don't know, you probably have to write it because you need a good story, but also be like, well, how's Ash going to make this? I I mean, Ash is, we could talk for a couple hours here on how amazing Ash was oh, don't worry. the whole we, thing. Before we get off this, we're going to talk about how we both want you to make a Marvel movie, and we're going to pitch them tonight. <laughs> I wrote it, and then Ash was also just, is, was a phenomenal partner as far as, like, 
feedback and critique before we got to that point and would come back and be like, this can be stronger. This, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, don't like, you know, I like this. Let's expound on that. Let's, this isn't working for me. And just, and just, I think, um, like the first pass through was like fine, but I think we really, when after Ash, you know, came back with some thoughts and ideas and I took like a second sort of more extended pass, we both really were like, Oh, okay. Okay. We got to do this. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we had to, as far as from a technical standpoint for to shooting, because I was always just very conscious of what we're, you know, this is going to be people on a screen talking to each other, like we're talking, you know, on a video call. So mm-hmm. everything, I already knew that was going to be the whole thing, right? So everything was written from that perspective of this has to be doable from that perspective. You know so, what I think yeah. maybe did almost changed, but then it, it, we did make it work was the kid because we That's almost right. didn't mm-hmm. know if we were going to have a kid. So in the script, one of the characters, Hugh, is a dad and he's dealing with, you know, a problem a lot of dads and moms are dealing with now is that he also has to be taking care of his kids. And so his kids are constantly <gasps> interrupting the call. And... Uh, <laughs> And so we cast um, my friend and wonderful actor, Timmy Morgan, who I've worked with before. Um, He was in Infectious. He's the dad in Infectious, my um, uh, short. But um, we were like, Timmy has kids. This will be great. And initially he was like, I don't think I can get my kids in it. You know, like, I I don't don't know that this is going to work. And we're like, okay. And so Pat was like writing like creative solutions where like maybe timmy can wear like a little kid's hoodie and we can pretend he's a kid and like just like ridiculous ideas of like okay maybe we hear it off we hear the kid off camera and so we had like a take where timmy just the kid's supposed to throw a ball at him so we had a take where timmy throws the ball at himself and he just kind of like holds his hand out of frame and it totally worked but then timmy's like okay i talked to my son and he's really excited and he's he's down to do it and we're like okay but we decided that we were going to shoot that part on a separate day because we shot the whole thing on one day and despite how it looks we didn't shoot it all in one take even though originally i wanted to do that but tech like there's so many some characters have so many props and there's so much going on that we decided that it just was too difficult so we broke it down into smaller chunks so we shot the scene with the kid on a separate day where it was just me, just Timmy. So that way the kid wasn't like, um, I keep saying the kid, his name's Ben. <laughs> that way Ben <laughs> wasn't, uh, I just watched the Babadook too. And she's like, stop calling him the boy. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. Um, <laughs> oh, I just snorted. That's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, anyway, we shot it on a separate day with Ben so that he wouldn't be intimidated because like this call we had eight actors uh and then rose was on our producer rose mesa and um pat was on and i was on so like this was like a huge video call that we were like that's probably going to be really intimidating for him so we we shot it on a separate day just me and him but that was i think the one thing that did was like it kept changing and i think there were a couple other lines that like changed as we did we did yeah i mean table reads yeah, we um, tweak lines here or there. Mm-hmm. What people, what people, if people stumbled over a line, or if they had a suggestion, or they felt that something was more, uh, more natural flow, or something, it was pretty right, easy going. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that old, that old saying that um, necessity is the mother of all invention. So oh yeah, I, as, that's right. So for like making this film, where you're like, I'm sure you all had some experience doing filmmaking like in in this capacity, but I'm sure you never like let's make an all vigil. There's just really yeah. all, all, like this. No, so what this was, was that like, like for you? Like, whole it, new. I, yeah. from a writing standpoint, I love uh, challenges or I love like parameters that I have to work around. I think it that's some of where I'm at my best, honestly. I, I would actually almost rather you give me, I don't know, I, I really thrive when I'm given like, okay, I need this and it's got to do this and this, but it can't do this. And then... Mm-hmm. All right, dang it. I've got these rules I have to adhere to. And then I feel like I am at my best. And there are some people that always want a blank page, you know, to do whatever they want all the time. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But I really, really, really enjoy the challenge of, like, having these, having some kind of limitations you have to work around. Because I think that's how you push yourself. And then Ash, I don't, I mean, I don't know how much you enjoyed the challenge, but I was blown away. Because, Chris, I can't. To, I can't sing her praises enough for how oh. amazing she was through the shoot, <laughs> planning everything, doing it, and just just knocking it out of the park. And whenever there'd be a little hiccup there, like not panicking, just pivoting, you know, fixing it slightly, you'll pivot, move on, come back, fix that. It's uh, it's just, it, it's so amazing what, you know, I hope you, Ash, you are going to do that behind the scenes. Did you, did you do, cut one together or anything? Um, I, well, I did, I did on my film it yourself channel, I, which is my filmmaking YouTube channel. I did like a three part series, like talking about Mm. how we broke down, um, everything from pre-production to production to post because everything was slightly different. It was, it was crazy. Um, and like the, the crazy, the, the script is like 16 pages long, I think, um, which was part of the reason why we also didn't do it all in one take because it's that's just like a lot for everyone to do Mm. in in one take um so what i did was i went through and it was challenging because i had to figure out like how to i knew that i wanted i was very inspired by um uh uh i'm gonna call it raven's banquet I was going to call it Epic Quest, but that's not uh, Mythic, Quest. Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest. Thank you. I'm very inspired by this thing I can't remember the name of. Um, <laughs> I, I can't speak. I was like, what's that, you know, that phrase with the words, with the moms? Yeah. Um, I was very inspired by the Mythic Quest quarantine episode. I, I thought what they did was, like, just absolutely brilliant. Um, and then also the Parks and Rec quarantine episode. And if you wa- Yeah, if you watch those, they cut to full screens of people. It's not really like a real video call where you just see everyone in one frame they cut to close-ups they cut to shots where there's two characters on screen or three and then they'll cut to all so i had to take the script and think about it like that where i was like okay i have to get my head around when do we need to see all of the characters when can we cut to a close-up when should we have um, just three characters on screen when should we have four characters on screen and so on and so I went through the script and I divided it up into different scenes I called them scenes even though it's technically all one scene where it was like okay for this section there's really only three t- characters talking for this page so let's just have those 
And then, you know, for this section, everyone needs to be on. (laughs) And then, (laughs) bless you. And then for this section, everyone needs to be on, um, you know, uh, all, all on the screen, all, you know, we need to see everybody interacting with each other. And it's like the whole thing is building up to this one chaotic moment where the, um, the DM is trying to start the game, but all of these things are getting in the way. Couples are arguing. There's technical difficulties. There's kids. There's all sorts of stuff. There's one character that just keeps drinking and gets progressively drunker. And so, like, at one point, it gets to this head of just, like, chaos. And so it was a matter of figuring out, you know, like, when do we need to when do we need to see all of the chaos and when do we need to see just a couple characters so i divided it up divided it into scenes and then scheduled that because um on top of that we're we're shooting it all in one day for the most part um and some people were using natural light and so it's like on top of that i had to schedule around like uh, some people are using natural light and we had people in like four different states I think we had Utah, we had uh, Chicago. Um, where else were people? I'm forgetting now. Pennsylvania. Oh, you in, in Cincinnati, Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah, California. So people were all over. So the day already was like three hours shorter because of East Coast time versus West Coast time. And then on top of that, it was like, okay, well, I want to shoot all of Matt Young's stuff out first because he has natural light. And, you know, we're depending on that natural light to light him mostly. Um, and so, you know, it, it was quite a weird way of trying to organize stuff. And I think at one point I had already, like, organized everything. And Pat was like, okay, but what if what if uh, this one character has a line here? And I was like, Pat, I already, like, figured this puzzle out. Like, we can't add that line here. Just trust me. And you're like, okay, okay. <laughs> you think um your experience as like a diy filmmaker like doing youtube all these years really kind of unintentionally for better or worse the pandemic gave us kind of an, uh, a, a, a leg up in a way for a lot of years too like podcasters and youtubers were kind of mm-hmm. poo-pooed upon throughout the industry and now it's like come to me motherfuckers yeah right <laughs> surprise bitches we were here all guess what time. ira glass we're both recording in a closet so what now yeah <laughs> Totally. I I think so. I mean, because of being a DIY filmmaker, you know, um, even though I usually directing is my passion, you know, I end up doing everything. So I've had to teach myself how to shoot my own video because I needed to learn. I actually didn't learn that in film school because I was like, I don't want to be a cinematographer. I want to be a director. And I'm going to be an editor to make money until I can be a big time director. And so those were the areas that I focused on and writing. But like, you know, after film school, I was like, well, if I want to make a film, now I got to find someone to shoot it. (laughs) And so I just taught myself and started doing it myself and started um, learning lighting and, and cinematography and you know, when you have to do costumes yourself and set design yourself, like, and it's, it's a lot, it gets overwhelming. So I'm lucky that I'm starting to get to the point where I can usually hire or ask talented friends to step in and fill in a lot of those things. But I still, you know, end up doing a lot of 
things that you know a normal just just being a director would it's beyond just being a director for sure <laughs> well i mean I, I guess i almost like i imagine like an established more traditional filmmaker right now would be like i'm out of work i don't know what to do and mm-hmm. then you're like oh i can adapt but yeah. like i i was watching your short uh, zombie death and your film it yourself youtube video on my uh very night big smart tv like the 4k Ooh, whatever yeah Oh my God, your videos look incredible! Oh, like, thank you. <laughs> I remember Pat saying that, like, he was like, "You should be a Marvel director," which I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." But and then like watching those, like, "Yep, I see what Pat means." Because I was like, "I know Ash, and she did this by herself, and this just it looks like visually." It, and Zombie Dead was amazing, but it was just like it's so good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, Zombie Dead. I was lucky enough to have. An amazing cinematographer, Josh Fagatner. He actually shot Zombie Debt. Um, I do shoot all of my own. I do everything on the Film It Yourself channel. Like I shoot, I edit, I do the costumes, I do the writing, I produce it, I everything. But um, Zombie Debt, I'm so glad that we had Josh Fagatner because um, he was familiar with. Um, I think we use the Sony A7S um, because it was good in low light, and so I'm so glad I had him he was able to like light the scene and make it feel low light and, and still look amazing, which was so cool. I just, cause I just watched, um, knives out. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you see that. It's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like your cameras and the film it yourself. I was like, Hey, it kind of looks like that. The scenes when they leave the, when they leave it, like when they would leave the part of the house, I was like, Hey, oh. that's, that's my knowledge of cameras. I'm like that camera moves good. <laughs> Yeah, the that Sony camera is very nice for sure. Definitely. Uh, Pat, so um, for question for you, Pat. And last time we almost uh, completely forgot to promote the stuff we're there for to talk about <laughs> stuff that has nothing to do with anything. So what should we? What tangent could we bring today? Because we'll skip the '90s bulls. Because. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we could talk about. I do have an. Uh, we all watched The Mandalorian. I, I haven't it. yet. I, oh, okay. Spoilers. I took today from work to watch it. No spoilers. Uh, I really want to. I will say, you know, if we're if we're pitching me to be a Marvel director, actually, um, John, I'd really like to do a Mandalorian episode. Ooh. Just putting my name Listen, out there. Yes. No, no joke. Did you watch the Galleria? Like how they oh, filmed yeah. it, mm-hmm. like the way the whole time I've been, that you were talking about the way you were, how you all just made um, joining call, made joining, joining mm-hmm. call. You see, I was looking for my notes. I, <laughs> um, I was thinking about the um, the volume. I was like, oh my god, that yeah. So John, we're actually not kidding. I think this could happen. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Ash, we want let's make. I know. I want Ash to make yeah. a Star War. I mean, obviously, I want a Star Wars. One. A Star. Wars. <laughs> yeah. Go <laughs> see a Star War. You just one, but, not multiple. <laughs> no, but see, the thing too is, and I think we talked, uh, Chris, I don't remember if we talked about this or not. We might have, I know Ash and I have talked about this, how much I love, um, I like the big stuff too, the big Save the World, but I also like smaller stories in mm-hmm. genre films. Same. So I love the idea of like the Marvel Universe or the Star Wars Universe, but then doing other types of stories that are just set in those universes like yeah. give me everything give me give me a rom-com in star wars I know, universe that'd be so great get you know a horror thriller um a spy thriller like everything a, a straight up comedy you know like give me all the genres but set in star wars universe it's a literally a whole fucking universe there's enough room yeah um <laughs> i would love to see you two get a 
I mean, obviously, like, I want you both to get a Mar- your Marvel movie, but, like, in my personal view, because I love your works, both of your works so much, Disney plus Marvel show, because then I would get multiple episodes, it'd still be MCU yeah. canon, I, you two would be, let, uh, that would be, like, a dream come true. I'll, I'll call John. Who do we okay. know at Marvel? I'm, actually, you guys probably know someone. I, nope. I don't. Well, maybe I do. I don't know. I don't know if I do. Personally. I'm sure if we try hard enough. <laughs> yeah. I know people at DC, though, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, I know. And legendary, but yeah. that's about it. Did, but we won't spoil it. But what did you think about the Mando uh, season two, Pat? Did you watch it? Yet? Oh yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Net positive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, um, my wife's actually the Star Wars nerd yeah. of the family. I didn't get into Star Wars until uh, Force Awakens. Uh, so much so, like oh. in the the Rise of Skywalker or the third one of the movies, the new ones. What was it? Right. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who Palpatine was. Oh, oh right. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. so it worked for me. I was like, Chris. oh, that's cool. That's <laughs> and then I just like look over though. and try to see. I, I did the same thing with oh the Harry God, Potter Chris. books. I read the fourth Harry Potter book first, so I had no idea like what Hagrid looked like. And then I went back and read the first, and I was like, "He's huge! What?" <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I said it was pretty great. Like the last few days of my personal life have been just shit, so I decided to take my own advice that I give everyone else. I was like, "I'm going to take today off from work and take a mental health day." Nice. And I watched The Mandalorian, and then I watched the Darkwing Duck episode of Ducktales that they just did. The Ooh. it was oh. my two favorite hours of television of the Wait, year. There's like a new Darkwing Duck. Do you, oh, do you watch the DuckTales reboot by chance? There's a new no. DuckTales. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. Because Darkwing Duck, I loved Darkwing oh, Duck. Oh, yeah. He, mm-hmm. so, Pat, do you watch DuckTales? Because we can just spend another hour talking about that. Not this current new one, no. Um, But I'm, oh, I, I used dude. to, I know. Oh, I will. It's so good. <laughs> so this, I'll give a quick pitch to it. Um, So the, the new one is really interesting where it's like a different universe. So it's, um. It's all canon of the comic books, the DuckTales cartoons, and all of the Disney afternoon. So, like, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers pop up in it. Like, all this different stuff. And then in the show, in this series, Darkwing Duck existed as a separate TV show. And there's a character named Jim Cummings who was the actor Darkwing Duck. And they do a Dark Knight spin-off, like, parody episode. And then this season, they just did an hour-long where they... I, I, I don't even... It's like it's it's uh, uh, my three favorite shows on TV are Better Call Saul, The Mandalorian and DuckTales. And I feel like DuckTales, as my wife put it, she's like, it's got the Star Wars Rebels problem because it's Disney XD. People don't take it seriously. Mm. But if you hear the like the voice cast, it's like Danny Pudi, David Tennant. um, Is it Allison? Ben Schwartz. Oh, Ben Schwartz. That's right. Lin-Manuel Miranda's in it. Oh, he's Gizmo Duck. That's amazing. Oh, it's that's pretty good. Oh, Gizmo. Alice and Janie. There's a Doctor Who reunion with David Tennant and uh, Catherine Tate. Don Cheadle. There's oh, Donald. Wow. And it's insane. I got, because I interviewed um, the creator of Darkwing Duck uh, about a year ago, Tad Stones. It's oh. just like pretty, for like an animation yeah. nerd. I was like, Dad? It was <laughs> awesome. Such a nice guy. So it's so nice to see his work finally getting uh, recognized. It's been a joke with my team because I find a way to talk about the show that I have zero involvement or financial competency. <laughs> I just absolutely obsessively love. Oh, Kate Micucci is Webby. That is my last pitch. Oh wow! That's good. I just love though, because honestly, as far you can underlying concepts, you can say that sounds good or that sounds bad. But really, I, I definitely subscribe to like literally any concept 
can be terrible or awesome. It's all execution. Yes. It's mm. all, it's like DuckTales is like a weird show. It's great. And then we're talking about like comic book stuff or like good shows. My personal, two of my personal favorite shows are, they've, they've got a lot of attention recently, but they're from obscure comics. It's Umbrella Academy and do and even more obscure, Doom Patrol. I oh, adore, I Doom, Patrol Doom Patrol is my personal, like one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, wow. My favorite comic book show. Yeah, it's. I think it's so great. And that is pretty obscure in the comic book you know, world. There are people who obviously know of it, but I feel like there are a lot of people who consider themselves fans of comic book stuff that have never heard of Doom Patrol. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that definitely deeper. Universe, yeah. Right? That's DC. Mm-hmm. It's on, mm-hmm. it's on yeah. HBO Max both seasons. And... Um, it's I adore it. So I mean, yeah, DC folks, legendary folks. If you got something, some bottom of the <laughs> barrel obscure uh, property, give it to Ash and me. We'll make it fucking dope. Yeah. I mean, look what you do with Guardians, Marvel. Yeah, mm-hmm. Guardians. And actually, look what they do yeah. with Mandalorian. Like they said that in the Galleria, mm-hmm. it's like your big brother came in, took all your cool toys, and you're just left with all the little stuff. And look what they did with Mandalorian. It's just yeah. it's incredible. Well, it's even so the MCU was was the B Squad. Because Marvel right, had mm-hmm. sold off their most, because like the the Avengers were not nowadays the Avengers. We talked about it in the in our Marvel episode. You know, now the Avengers are the A list, but they weren't at the time. It, that right. was the X Men yeah. and Spider Man, but Marvel yeah. sold those movie rights off. So all they had that's what they they just had that's all they had left. Yeah, it, you're totally. What right. What would you want to make if you you know just for funsies if it was like. Just, just for like, what would you like your dream like Marvel character be to use? Ooh, I want to see rom com though. Now, I know <laughs> rom com or like a horror movie. Like, I'm so in the horror world. This is my this yeah. is my favorite holiday, Halloween time. So I'm like, you, I I know what I want you two to make. Mm-hmm. I for, I'll give you. I know what actually I really want you to make. There's a scene in Spider Man Homecoming where he's about to go tell MJ that he's Spider Man. And it's maybe like forty seconds where they just walk and they walk on the bridge. Oh yeah, and it really and reminds. Hog. Yes, mm-hmm. it reminds. Have you ever seen? Uh, was it Before Sunset with Ethan Hawke? No. Or Before Sunrise or After mm-hmm. Sunrise? It's a beautiful rom com. It's like uh, I just want you to take that one scene and extend it. No powers and anything. I just want a. a I just want Spider Man and MJ to have like walk through Prague and just fall in love overnight. Like that, that would be, be fun. I want Pat to write it and I want you to direct it. It would be yeah. my dream. This isn't Marvel, but I was joking with my boyfriend recently, and we were joking about how, like, a short, like, I don't know if you can get a whole movie out of it, but a short about, like, Bruce Wayne's butler's day off. Like, he gets a day (laughs) off, and it's, like, him going around town, drinking tea in the park, but in the background, you see, like, Batman, like saving like him from everything and like saving the town you just... but he's like clueless you know <laughs> that's what i want to make alfred's day off yeah alfred's day off that's what we called it yeah is this a comedy because i just yeah, want like course. a straight like ferris bueller like re- like john hughes style remake yes it'd be so alfred's good Alfred's tea in paris but you see uh what's uh christian bale in the background not looking at him yeah totally it'd be so fun <sighs> That would be so. See, it's funny because my idea is like, oh, that's cool. But when you guys are talking about, there's like you two talk about, like, there's a little bit more chance that that could actually happen. <laughs> you have the skill set to actually do that. 
What about you, Pat? I want, I'm so curious. I mean, actually, so there was a comic book series I really loved when I was younger, and it's, uh, I'm sure, you know, it's just parallel thought, but it was called Adventures of Barry Ween, Boy Genius. Now, um, they kind Boy of already genius. did it. They kind of already did it because it's very Rick and Morty-esque, but basically it's about like a 10-year-old Whatever, kid. Rick and Morty stole their concept, I know, too. I know. Because this is... <laughs> As I was saying, Rick and I mean this this comic book long predates Rick and Morty, um, but it's about like this kid who's like ten, but he's the smartest person on the planet, and just you know adventures he gets into. But it, it, and the whole shtick is he's also swears like a sailor, and oh, it's just I love it, mm-hmm. like, uh, like like number five in Umbrella Academy. God, I love him so much. Yeah, like I mean, literally just just raunchy, just swears nonstop, and is just fuck this, fuck that. And he's always busting up crazy inventions. And um, he is like his best friend is like the only other person who knows he's that smart. Mm-hmm. And like go and who's just kind of a normal Does kid. Does he pretend to not be smart in school? Yeah, he just pretends to be, a, he tries to just be a normal kid. Because he, he's like, he's like, if they find out, they'll like dissect my brain and stuff. So I can never find out. And also, it's, I just think it's really well written. It's written, uh, it was created by a guy, Judd Winnick. Was a cartoon is a cartoonist and a comic book writer. He's written for DC. He did think Green Lantern for a long time. Um, he wrote a newspaper comic book strip for a while called Frumpy the Clown. Mm. Uh, I think he was on like the first or second season of Real World, actually, too. What? That's Look up, so yeah, random. Judd Winnick. Yeah. What? So oh was, my god! Yeah. Um. Not Boston. What? What? Real World. Seattle. Um. Uh, I remember. Judd I Winnick a lot of Real is the guy's name. Yeah. I really liked that. And then another one I really love is the more, this is more recent and is not necessarily as mainstream was a series called chew that I think I would love to adapt and is so good. And that's about, about? like, it's about this weird alternate universe or alternate reality of our world where, um, uh, there's two conceits. One is poultry is illegal (laughs) and it's all, and basically that like to there are eat or to open? yeah both <laughs> okay and uh and the conceit so it's is like that the old weed laws <laughs> there are food oh, powers <laughs> yeah uh the conceit is that there are food powers people who have different like it's all food-based powers and it's so, like the main guy is oh. is uh oh my god i love that he's an fda agent and the fda is like the fbi but like food crimes are like the most heinous crimes so like they're the most powerful agency and but he has a thing where if he eats anything he eats, he experiences like what it experienced when it was alive or something. Whoa. Um, so like That's he might nibble on like, like a corpse of a dead body or something like that. But then there's Ew. like tons of <laughs> Oh one of the other things I just remember too, I was remember listening to um I love the podcast Nerdificent and I remember one time mm. I was listening to it. And um, if he not away, all of a sudden it's like, and I bumped into my friends, Ash Blodgett and Brett Eagleston. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> that was super fun, that Comic-Con. We bumped into Iffy, and then um, Iffy took us to, like, this, like, VIP party thing. And then there I bumped into more people I knew, um, like Brian Forrest. I don't know if you know Brian Forrest. He's, like, the um, Ashley Storm. Oh, I forget the... He's the bad guy in um, video game high school. But Brian Forrest is great, too. And it was just like, oh, hey. I just kept bumping into all these people I know from the nerd scene in L.A. It was super fun. 
That's what, yeah. Nerd scene. I never heard of that word. Nerd scene because I feel like I listen to so many podcasts of like of, of some of those people. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly kind of where you well, fit in. And yeah. if he's and funnily enough, if he's in the film too, yes, in Wait, seriously, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry, we should have said yeah. that. <laughs> if he's in the hey, who film, who else is in your movie? Let's, yeah, <laughs> of course oh you haven't God. seen it. That's right. It hasn't come out yet. It's not. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. no way! If he plays a character whose uh, his gag is that he can't find his D twenty. And he spends the entire time looking for it, which was also really funny because if he has this adorable daughter and his daughter would kept kept coming in and, you know, needing things. And we were like, oh, we should have cast you as Hugh, you know, like you had this (laughs) too. It was really cute. Um, But yeah, if he is great, he's fantastic. He was so funny in the film. Um, He's such a good guy. It's it's crazy what he does. He has so many things going. I feel like every time I'm like, you're doing what now? Again, you have like five podcasts or I don't even know how many he yeah. has at this point. It's yeah, a lot of the, like that like circle. I guess a lot of it for me, it's like I found him through like the Nerdist or like more recently, like the Zeit- Daily Zeitgeist. Mm. Shout out Pat rocking their shirt. <laughs> like a lot of those guests kind of in that same circle. Yeah. Of people. I was just talking to a friend recently um, who she used to work at Geek and Sondry. She actually connected me with Ify. So shout out to Jackie Cole, my friend Jackie Cole. Um, She worked at Geek and Sondry. And and we were talking about how, like, there used to be this, like, there was, like, a heyday for nerds on the internet in L.A. And it was, like, five years ago when Geek and Sondry was still a thing and Nerdist was, like, you know, still a thing. I mean, they're they're both still things, but they're, like, nothing like what they used to be. Mm -hmm. And they shared a building with Amy Poehler Smart Girls. And then Rocket Jump was, like, a couple blocks away. And it was just, like, this heyday where, like, all the nerdy people on the internet would like get together and geek and Sandry would throw these like tabletop day parties where we would all like hang out. And then we'd all hang out like at Comic-Con, like everybody would go down to Comic-Con and it was just like this wonderful time. And then it kind of ended, you know, like Felicia. Like everything. Sold geek and Sandry. Yeah. Yeah. And Nerdist changed too. And I mean, Rocket Jump isn't even, I mean, I know the channel's still there, but like Freddie, they sold everything. I went to they went they had like a um, a garage sale where they were like selling all of their props, and I went and I bought like all of their SWAT props, and I own like the um, I have the wedding dress from the Skyrim um, the Skyrim gag short or mm-hmm. uh, what's the word sketch sketch <laughs> Skyrim sketch. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, it's it's kind of sad. Like, there was, like, this really fun bubble where it was big and everybody would hang out at um, Idle Hour. was, like, the hangout spot in L.A., the bar, Idle Hour. Um, but, yeah, it's it, anytime I connect with people who are other nerd people that live in L.A., it's like, oh, yeah, do you know Omar? Oh, yeah, do you know Tara? Do you know, the, you know, we all know each other. <laughs> I get so I feel like I listen to so many of those podcasts. I'm like, oh my god! Like, well, at least where I grew up, like, I felt like it's. I guess in podcasting too, it's like when I grew up in like the punk scene in Connecticut, mm. or which you know is, not, and it's like kind of that feeling too. I think I've always been looking for that feeling again, like that. I guess we would call it like the scene, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it's, and I think podcasting has definitely replaced that. 
And it sucked because it was right before COVID. Like, it started to turn, like, it's for me, it started to change from the internet to real life where I live. Like, there's an actual podcast scene and, like, meetups. Oh, cool. We had a studio and all that stuff. And, you know, COVID. Yeah. So, Ugh. I mean, I, a lot of worse stuff happened because of COVID. But it, that, that weekend. The really? I hadn't stuff. heard of any of it. Yeah. Can you tell <laughs> me right now? Do we have time? I have been on a yoga <laughs> retreat for two months. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, wasn't that uh, Jared Leto? Yes. That yeah. yeah. Uh, what, an, and, uh, what a crazy thing that must have been. After weeks of health screenings and quarantining, Ash has surprised her closest friends with... <laughs> oh. <laughs> with My favorite what? one of those... What did he do? I don't know. <laughs> oh, do you know? The, you didn't see that online. The Kim Kardashian like, um, thing. Oh no, I don't. I tried to not to oh, have well, any I mean... knowledge in my brain about that person. <laughs> she. That's fair. Yeah, it, it was just a very tone deaf thing. She basically had a giant private island party Ugh, for a bunch of, of people, and everyone's just like, "Cool, awesome!" Like, read the room. <laughs> Cool garbage it, human being. It didn't actually. That didn't bother me too much. I was oh. like, "You're safe. I don't care. Leave me alone." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The the I get mixed feelings on the hologram of her dead dad. Oh. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. Kanye got had like a hologram of her dad program. I just wanted. Oh, I just of wish he got he OJ did. era. Um, OJ era uh, Robert Kardashian, not when he was like super young. Like, part of me thinks it's super weird, but also like, there's a part of me it's like. Yeah, I kind of would like that. For certain people I don't have in my life anymore. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, yeah. But I'd rather make fun of him for being a mur- for uh, for covering up a murder. So fuck you, Robert <laughs> Kardashian. Yes. Not only did he cover it up, he uh, it was his friend that was murdered and then basically admitted that he did it afterwards. Oh, my God. Wow. If anyone didn't watch the... And I, I forgot what. Yeah, when I was on paternity leave, I had... I watched the... People vs. O.J. Simpson, which was incredible. Mm, and then I, I had to watch the... Uh, it's really good. Hey, you got in quarantine. And then I watched um, Made in America. It's like an eight-hour documentary about O.J. Simpson. Oh, wow. And it's his entire life, like from like birth to post-murder trial. And it's definitely one of the best docs I've ever seen in my entire life. It's absolutely... There's that one part, it takes like an hour and a half turn to explain the complexities of the L.A. riots and about how that like affected the jury but it was just i don't know and you you're actually in la so it might be a little different because you've actually seen the places they're talking about well i was like really really little when the oj thing happened oh really and so like i know of this event and i know of like the glove and the like car chase but like i didn't really like experience it you know um so it's 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 this weird thing that like people talk about and i'm you know i think i of course i see it like on like south park or whatever you know yeah. when they make fun of him or other shows um but yeah it's this thing that like i don't really have a ton of knowledge about it except for the fact that it definitely sounds like oh, he everyone agrees that he did it <laughs> he including got- the juror that should, yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, the best way for cultural context, it was the first time America felt like it feels right now because it was the very advent of 24-hour news. Oh. So it was like the first time that the nation was all hooked on, like, that. not the nation, but that happened where we all had, like, 24-hour news. Like, it took everything. Right. Like, the best way. Yeah. And yeah, then it, for then me, it the... was over. Oh, and then we, yeah. We stu- then it stopped. You know, there was an ending. I kind of missed that. 
Oh. It's like, all right, we'll be nuts about this for three months, and then we're done. Totally. For me, <laughs> the one like, yeah. was my first memorable, like, this is the news story that everyone's talking about, was the Casey Anthony case. That was the one that I, I was, that like, completely. aware of. <laughs> yeah. You missed that one? Is that what you said? Yeah. I'm not really into the true crime wave, but what did she kill her kids? She, her daughter, yeah. 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 You shouldn't, that's not good. And again, got away with it, even though there's, it's, it seems pretty obvious. <laughs> Do you have any hot takes there, Pat? Free uh, Casey, nope. free Casey, free OJ. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I will say uh, last podcast on the left has a really interesting episode about it where they go like in depth on the case. Um, I wonder if they have an OJ one. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, that's um, it turned out in the uh, the twist of events. One my, my friend from college, um, Ra- she's actually a comedian, Rachel Wilson. Her mom is the judge that put OJ in jail for uh, post-murder for for the kidnapping. And I was, like, watching the documentary and, like, not putting it together. I'm like, she looks so familiar. And Rachel's (laughs) like, I was her RA. I'm like, I definitely met you. It was so weird. That is so weird. We should should try to get her mom on. Yeah. talk about OJ. (laughs) What? uh, I don't know what it is about you, Pat, but it always just turns into the 90s with you. I... (laughs) I am a OJ child of the, and Michael Jordan. It's, it was a great decade for pop culture. <laughs> well, I loved your Space Jam episode because it made me realize how terrible that movie is, but how much I think I love it, but I have not watched it in however long. Did we say it was terrible? I thought we liked it. Uh, I thought we liked it, but yeah, yeah. it's not. It was a bad movie, but you enjoyed it. Yeah. You, you were all very kind to it, but I... You, yeah, it's not good. It makes a lot of like this movie makes no sense. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely that happens. This a lot. was made by commercial directors. Oh right, that's right. The director mm-hmm. that like should not be together. He, the director that looked like he yeah. Well anyway, I won't. He can look however he wants. <laughs> I won't attack his appearance, but he doesn't look like he should be making a child's movie. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Are there any other movies like that um, really jump out that you went in one feeling and came out the other? Well, for oh, me, man. it was like Crocodile Dundee. I was like, so I love this movie. This movie, you know, I loved watching this movie as a kid. And then it was just like horrifying to watch him grab a transvestite by the pussy. And it was like, whoa, this is, yep, it that happens in the movie. Uh,. Never saw that movie. Yeah. No, wow. But of course, the the worst one is the Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. Um, and then what was when we just did though? Well, just because we all, except for not Ash. Ash, you knew what we were getting into, but I think all of us were expecting. <laughs> we just did uh, the Mad Max one. Just <laughs> oh right. <laughs> just because yeah. we all were expecting, even our guest who suggested it, except for Ash, who is like a Mad Max fan and like knows these movies. So a lot of people, when they think of the first Mad Max, what they're thinking of is the Road Warrior, which is the sequel, which mm-hmm. is technically the oh. second one. The first, first Mad Max is very different from all the others. And yeah. that's the one that we did watch because we said we were watching, you know. And, but me and our guests and I, I was like, oh, I definitely was thinking about the other one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That one was one for sure that Pat was like, 
this doesn't make any sense. This movie <laughs> has so many logic plot holes. <laughs> I remember you were really mad about that. <laughs> you were like, but why? Why does he wait until, what was it? it it's stuff like, just happens. Yeah, stuff just stuff happens. Stuff just happens. It's, it's do you, wild. Do you ever have um, moments where you're like, if you had a movie that you're like, you didn't think you saw and then it just like, it wasn't you erased it. It was just forgetful. Yes. I've had ones where like, I thought I didn't see it. And then as I'm watching the movie, I'm remembering everything like mm-hmm. 10 seconds before it happens. And I'm like, yes. oh, whoa. And then I've totally had ones where I'm like, oh, I've seen this movie. And then we watch it and I'm like, I don't think I've seen this movie. <laughs> I love too. Like, there's a movie like I'll remember, and I'll ask everyone. Like, a uh, perfect example. I just had this like a few months ago, where I was at work or something, and I don't know how, but I was talking about the movie Mystery Men, and oh, I spent a whole day, yes. and no one like around me knew it existed. Like, that's not a thing. I'm like, yeah, Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo. It's so it good. It came around this. Too. Yeah, it was really good. Kel. Yeah. yeah. And I saw it in the driving with my parents. We saw that in Bowfinger, another forgotten Eddie Murphy. Uh, Steven, uh, Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy comedy. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Bowfinger. I don't remember it being good, but oh. I was really young. But yeah, just one of those. It's, I always love that too. You're like, I, or I remember I did see, um, I saw Ready Player One in theaters, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and there was like a few <laughs> a few say, weeks I'm later. <laughs> it it wasn't just bad. It was like I think a few. It was Mother's Day, so I forgot how many weeks later. I remember really being enthralled with the Spider Verse trailer and be like, "Oh man, I can't remember that Spider Man movie." I'm like, "Oh, what did I see that with?" And I couldn't remember the movie. <laughs> like I had to call my brother in law. I'm like, "What did we see like six weeks ago?" Like I it just I didn't hate it. I didn't love. Like I think I probably more hated it, but I, it left zero emotional impact on me. I just yeah. felt like my brain was wiped. It's that. That, it's so bad. I mean, I have problems with the book because the book is basically nerd boy wish fulfillment. But, like, yeah. the movie was, like, definitely way worse. And it's so shocking because it's Spielberg, right? And it just feels like he phoned it in. Sorry, Spielberg. I don't even know if he was there. I, yeah, like, I don't mean to call you out, but, like, there's literally a Starbucks, like, in the background of one of the shots. And I'm like, this yeah. is supposed to be, like, a dystopian like future there's no starbucks what are you doing and and there's like scenes that were just like so obviously like i, I forgot what it's called when they just kind of you know they tell you the dialogue because i know it's for kids but it was like so blatant oh like, exposition yeah yeah like mm-hmm. and i i'm not like a, a, a filmmaker so like i shouldn't be picking up on that yeah but like little kids were picking up on it it's like they're just telling you exactly what they're doing it was it, oh and then the whole plot point that you just drive backwards Oh, yeah, yeah and that was just... not in the book. No, They completely yeah. made that up. No one thought of that? Yeah. Yeah. It's... No. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't... wasn't Ash, you're, you, hit, you, you, you hit the one on the head with that. With just the, the wish mm-hmm. fulfillment and the just... The wish fulfillment. But yeah. then you have a character who is the, the girl, who is an awesome character, who's like strong and good and dynamic and interesting and has an interesting backstory and is like... She should be the, the the character. She should be who right. we're following, the hero, totally. not Schlubby over here. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> um, <laughs> it makes it makes me happy because Spielberg is obviously one of the greatest living filmmakers of all time, and sometimes not everything's good. And yeah. I think 
people need to like when, th- when things aren't good everyone just needs to give them a break no, I'm like they all not, can't be winners not everything can be join and call <laughs> i know i'm really who, can you tell us before we like wrap it up who else is in your movie yeah so um matt young uh iffy not away um natalie lynch tara jane kiri calligan um angelique rockwood rockwood yeah mm-hmm. rockwood that sounds right oh no i hope i'm not messing up her name i'm gonna <laughs> double check um let's see and yes rockwood gosh i'm sorry angelique if you're listening um and brandon hertzenberg and timmy morgan and then yep. um uh Brittany Joyner does an off-screen voice. She is the main character from Zombie Debt. So she came in um and oh. did off an off-screen oh. role for us. She's like one of the character's wife um and she's yelling at him for using too much toilet paper <laughs> during the call. Um and she actually, I mean, the everything Everything in the film, I feel like, really happened during the production of this film because she actually had COVID while we were recording. Um, she was luckily well enough to record, and she just had to do, like, a couple of lines. But, um, but yeah, it was crazy. Like, we literally had technical difficulties. There were children coming in and interrupting the shoot, and just everything that could have happened happened for sure. This, that's crazy. So excited! I can't wait. It's like five, ten years to go down the road, and I can't get to come back to this experience. And like, this will be a pivotal moment of like filmmaking changed around this in twenty twenty, and yeah, mm-hmm. whatever it will be, because it's it's gonna be cool that you're kind of at the the forefront of it. You know, totally. And obviously, when you're making Mandalorian season four. <laughs> oh up? yeah, I dig that. Maybe 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 Yoda's baby. <laughs> yeah. Actually, speaking of. <gasps> my, little, oh, my little buddy. How cute. Oh, you have that too, right, Pat? Didn't you get him? Like, uh, I him? don't have that one. I can go get my BB-8. Oh, but... <laughs> you BB-8. That's right. Yeah, oh, so, it talks. Baby Yoda was brilliant. Definitely brilliant. That was such you... a smart oh, idea. Especially, like, do your kids like Baby Yoda too, Pat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you go to a park, if you go to a park, I go anywhere where there's like with kids around. Um, they're all wearing Baby Yoda shirts. Like it's 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 oh my god. We literally run around the house with the she'll you like she treats her baby that Baby Yoda. It's actually my wife's, but Lizzie steals it. She treats Baby Yoda as if it's like a like a, ba- a like a little kid with she, baby doll, yeah. which is adorable. <laughs> that is but so she cute. like she wakes up. We have to run. Good morning, Baby Yoda. She like picks it up and like shows it how to do. Like, and because it like makes noises, it's it's so fucking adorable. Aww. It, oh my god, so I love cute. that baby Yoda so much. I wish I could oh. give my dog stuffed toys. He just like eats them. But if I could, I would get him one a baby Yoda stuffed toy. It'd be so cute. I think I don't know if I would keep it together if I ever get to meet like the puppet baby Yoda. Like, I never go into like. That's what's like, so crazy about it. I love that it's practical and real. Yes. Did you hear that so story good. about Warner Herzog? Like went to yes. Disney. It's like, you cowards. Yes, he called yes. the. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh he is God. so good in that role too. I know. So well, incredible. So wait, I mean, Ash, I don't know if you remember because it was just we did it. I do a Mandalorian podcast. Wait, what? Wait, what? You do? 
Yeah, Mary the Lead. I did it like a lark. We did it like a. I did it with some people from Geekly Inc. last year as like a lark oh, when the first season fun. came out. Uh-huh. Um, it's called Bounty Buddies, and oh, yeah, we're like. I feel like I do remember you mentioning. Yeah, because I mean, it's not like it's an ongoing thing, right? As the season comes mm-hmm. out, it's eight episodes, and then you know, like Got pack it, it in yeah, for yeah. a year. But uh, you do another one. Yeah, we're gonna do this season. Bounty oh, Buddies. Now we have another reason to get you back on. <laughs> <laughs> Like we needed yeah. one. Yeah, oh, that's so yeah. great. That's so exciting. That's really cool. I mean, you both. That that's actually that's pretty fun. <laughs> oh, I, I think um, before we wrap up, Pat. I, forget, I hope I told you this off mic. I meant to if I didn't already, but I forgot where I was. But I was somewhere in the world, and like we we're talking, so, like someone I knew. We were talking like the podcast. Like in, it was at work. It had to be at work. Mm-hmm. And my friends boyfriend like i mentioned something about the red opera and they like lit up and they knew who you were because they watched you on geekly inc oh so, that's so cool, that's cool. And i was like and so my friend her boy she hates nerd culture and her boyfriend's a huge nerd so she had no idea what we were talking about <laughs> it's like oh my god uh, so someone in rhode island is a fan of you so, awesome that's it was really special it rarely happens when you get real life people at least in my job no one ever knows what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. I'm like the nerd, the the nerd there because I like Star Wars. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty popular. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, guys, that's like entry level nerd nerd card. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I get yelled at at home because I don't know enough about it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh well, this has been uh, absolute uh, pleasure. Um, anything that we miss? I know you have both of you well, have about seven hundred million things going on at once. Ash, you want to yes. plug like the premiere? Yeah, so the film is premiering November 20th. I don't know when this is coming out, but... Um, Before November 20th. Oh, perfect. So head we'll, we'll on have it over to um, my YouTube channel. It's premiering on Laugh Stash TV is my YouTube channel, and that's stash, like a stash of laughs. So it's S-T-A-S-H. Um, just Google it. You'll find it. We have tons of stuff on there. Um, but yeah, Joining Call will premiere then. I'm, we don't have like a time locked down at the moment but definitely november 20th unless something crazy happens which could happen in between now and then because it's 2020 yep <laughs> who knows could you like watch parties or anything um i think i mean we've talked about wanting to do it'll be like a premiere so uh it's kind of like a live stream where like um it's you know the video will play like a live stream and then there'll be a live chat so everyone can talk in the chat and then we've talked about i don't know where it's at in the planning phases but we have talked about um doing a D run of pat's campaign with the cast whoever we can get to play D. um so we'll see. We I don't know when that's scheduled yet. Rose is in charge of that one, so I don't know. Well, that's fun. <laughs> we did a um a, our birthday bash. We did a, we watched a Spider Verse watch like that with other people, oh, yeah. and it was yeah so much fun. That's the way of the future. These like virtual things like that, but mm-hmm. that's so exciting. That is so fun. That movie's so great too. Yeah, it it's perfect. I think. Yeah. I'd try to criticize it. Um, I, I, like I I'm sure you I could, but I. I I yeah. won't. Yeah, I just love it so much. What about Pat? Where can so where can people find you online, Pat? I am multiple projects <laughs> at the Pat Edwards on all platforms or the website thepatedwards.com. Nice. Oh, I haven't been to your website. I'll have to check it out. I actually think I. <laughs> <laughs> well, my website is ashblodgett.com. <laughs> 
Oh, you guys were smart to use your actual names. I know. I well, I wasn't smart with the handles, which is why, like, just Google me and find it because they're different on every platform. And this was, look, it was before it was cool to have it the same everywhere. And back, back in 2012, it was like, wow. what's your funny name that you figured out for this social media platform? Mm-hmm. And now I really yeah. regret it. That's funny. <laughs> it make it so impossible to change that stuff too. Yeah. I got I in at a window because that was not my original for like Twitter. I did have like a funny, uh, yeah. like name and, and uh, but they there was a period I don't know, maybe they still can where you could change your at, like the mm-hmm. actual oh, handle. Oh really? I wonder if you. Well, mine is at Ashes Stash on Twitter, and this at this point it's so, like, uh, yeah, it's so established. That yeah. it would be impossible to change it, but I wish my uh, I wish my Instagram handle was the same because my Instagram is like moost underscore ash, so it's like <laughs> mustache, which was like really funny in in twenty twelve. But now yeah. no one can find me, so <laughs> oh well. <laughs> yeah, I got I was fortunate enough to like steal the hat um, at Last Chat podcast on a lot of stuff. Nice. Like I I made a YouTube in twenty fourteen and I just touched it for the first time and. Like stuff like that. There's a stuff like that accounts I never even like Instagram. I just steal stuff. Like I don't want someone else to have it. So that's yeah. the best tip for anyone out there: steal everything and then try to just get it. Sit on it. And it's so <laughs> frustrating when you try to get one and it's like this motherfucker over here has had this account for like years and they haven't posted in years and they have like three followers. Like why you wasted this? It's like an egg every time. Yeah. Every time. Like I'll pay you. I will pay you. Uh, oh, thank you so much. Uh, this was fun. So let me 